Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey all, this is an Earwolf announcement. Starting March 31st, if you want to hear episodes older than six months of our shows, you will need to subscribe to Stitcher Premium. We want to tell you in advance so you can take any actions needed to hear all the episodes before they go to Stitcher Premium. Like if you want to download them all for free before then, who are we to stop you? Subscribing to Stitcher Premium is a great way to directly support our show. Plus, you can get access to hundreds of exclusive series like Hollywood Handbook, the pro version, comedy bang bang tour shows, throwing shades, deeper shade of shade, and more. So do whatever you need to do, whether it's downloading all our episodes and filling up your hard drive with, or just subscribing to Stitcher Premium for $4.99 a month, or just $34.99 for the entire year. Please, everybody, use our code BOND at Stitcher Premium, that's stitcher.com forward slash premium, for a one-month free trial that's stitcher.com slash premium and use the code bond and now's a good time to do that because pretty soon we'll be releasing some bond film commentaries yes full audio commentaries brought to you by us and for more info on all the shows affected go to earwolf.com James Bond podcast. It's the 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 James Bond podcast with Matthew. I found the James Bond office. It's so Really? Yeah, it's right across from my office. Like uh, it's in the, the building over. I, saw, I was over there the other day. It's behind the Ghostbuster cars, but in the window, there's a fucking massive Daniel Craig, and then every Bond. Uh, Daniel Craig poster was in that office, and I felt like going over and like, "Hi, uh, <laughs> hi, could I have hi. a sneak peek hi, behind I'm, the I'm kitchen Matt. curtains?" Well, you are Matt. In fact, I don't think you even knew that I had already pressed recording. Oh, I and did. I'm Matt as well. Welcome this to James, James Bonding. Bonding. <laughs> Stealth casting. What guys? I know. Big news. I think I'm gonna bother some people next week at Sony. Yeah. Listen, this is a banner day for us because we're recording two episodes in a row. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. America asked. We delivered. Because we're all still scrambling to get our schedules right, but we promise we will deliver. Our schedules are right now. (laughs) It's just our guests had a much more accelerated schedule than us. But, and it is worth it, 
But that's not even this episode. We're doing an in-between episode right now where we're going to talk about a little bit of the developing news. This will be a somewhat shorter episode that's to make Matt room thinks. for... Bond well, we 25! Have to, yeah, we have to make this a shorter episode because we've got a recording in an hour. So, um, But this is very exciting for some people. It seems like the news is generally good. Let's recap. I love a recap, Matt. Okay. Bond now, 25, as we know, is scheduled to be released in 2019. That's right. By Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer... Metro and Eon Productions. And Annapurna Pictures. Ooh. Distributing. This is very exciting. Now, keep in mind, all of this news generally comes through us, through various sites, but we go to our trusted man in the East. We filter through Phil. That's right, we do. Because honestly, whenever we don't, we get things wrong. Guys, this is what we like to call the filter, spelled with a PH. That's right. <laughs> we filter Nobile Jr. everything. <laughs> and we're better for it. And a lot of times, you know what? Even through that filter, we get stuff wrong, and and Phil corrects us. He's the one that should be doing this podcast, yeah, and if he I, lived out here, he would be. I don't know why he still lives on the East Coast, but he is our man in the East, so I guess that makes sense. And congratulations to him. He is now the editor, I believe editor-in-chief, I could have that wrong, I haven't filtered it, of the new Fangoria magazine. Hey! It's very exciting. Mazel tov, Phil. And someone wrote, I think someone did a mock-up of his first edition, which of course Fangoria is all horror sci-fi magazine, sure. but his mock-up was just all James Bond stories on the cover of Fangoria. I, I don't hate it. it. Well, Phil, we love you, and we're uh, going to reference your article here in Birth Movies Death about the um, upcoming news. So, let's talk Danny Boyle. <laughs> What do I know about Danny Boyle? Well, I like Danny Boyle. I know he makes movies that people enjoy. Right. Uh, have I seen a Danny Boyle movie? Sure. Train Spotting? I haven't seen <gasps> Train Spotting. Sunshine? Haven't seen Sh- Sunshine. Slumdog Millionaire? I've seen Slumdog Millionaire. Well, guess what? I haven't. Oh! <laughs> 127 hours? Uh, is that the uh, climbing movie? Yeah. Yes. I have not seen that. Oh! <laughs> the Steve Jobs movie? Which one? The Reese, the good one, not Ashton Kutcher. No, the uh, Michael Fassbender one. I haven't seen it. I have. Oh, so we are uniquely qualified <laughs> to handle this. Have you seen the second Train Spotting? I'm assuming no, you have. I have, not. I have. Excellent. Let me see if there's anywhere missing here. I'm sure there are. Um, uh, Danny Boyle for me always felt like a um, just a just one of these guys that directs movies that. Oh. Oh, 28 fuck. Days Later. 28 Days Later. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps my favorite uh, zombie thriller. It's great. And I... I the Beach. I've seen The Beach. I've always had zombie fatigue, and that movie is fantastic. Oh, Shallow Grave. I think... I've not seen Shallow One of his Grave. first films, if not the first. Really good. Um, oh, and he just did Battle of the Sexes. Haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. His new show, Trust, bringing back uh, Brendan Fraser. This is exciting. Yes. Yeah, so, the, as the story goes, Purvis and Wade Neil. had apparently... Neil, Purvis, and, and Robert... Jimmy Wade? 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 Uh, Joe Don Baker. Sure. <laughs> In one of his Bond forms. Either Whitaker or Wade. Um, he, they apparently finished a draft of a script. This is exciting. But... The producers were intent on a big name Mm -hmm. for the next Bond, for Daniel Craig's potential swan song here. Mm -hmm. So somehow Danny Boyle got brought up, and I believe they started talking, but Boyle apparently came to them with an idea. What? He said, I want to do this, and I want 
my screenwriter from Train Spotting, John Hodge, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Judge John Hodgman. That's right, John Hodge, to do this script. So what's essentially happening is that script is being worked on right now, and if it comes back and they like it, all signs are go. This is amazing. If they don't, they will likely go back to the Purvis and Wade script without Danny Boyle and probably go to who was, I think, at the top of their shortlist, which is the director of... Um, Da, 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 da. Hey, singing a song while I'm <laughs> procrastinating along, stalling for the name. He did um, that. Uh, ah, I, I can't. I literally can't help you. Ah, uh, uh huh, uh huh. He did. He did. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> ah, he did uh, that one with uh, Chris Pine and. His his name is probably Scandinavian in some way. Yanda Hangadanga, uh, like one with Chris Pine and uh, and Ben Foster, right? Not Star Trek. Oh, Matt, talk while I look. Okay, this up. well, Matt's gonna check out everything he knows about the director whose name he doesn't know. This is interesting though. If they're looking at a director and he's got such a cachet that, his, or maybe his idea was just interesting and unique and i hope his idea was essentially that james bond gets in a time machine and goes back to before specter see i shouldn't have let you talk oh no 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 you don't like the idea of he gets a time machine all right yon demong young demange he did 71 i was thinking of david mckenzie who did hell or high water that was the one but i think yon demange who did 71 is Belie- believed to be the front runner. I, Denny Villeneuve is you know, also. In I that. love that because you know Sean Connery, of course, says Yon Demond dog" in that movie he did. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so that's a little Bond connection. You got a lot. You got a lot to apologize for. <laughs> See now, Denny Villeneuve was was at the top of my list to do a Bond movie, but Danny Boyle's an interesting choice to me. I love Train Spotting. It's one of my. Mm-hmm. I. I, I put that up there in one of my favorite '90s movies. I saw the sequel. I liked it a lot. He also dire- directed the opening ceremonies for the um, 2012 Olympics when so they did. Remember when they did Bond that? Bond and the Queen, Daniel there. Craig and the Queen skydiving. <laughs> Do I remember? Come on, Matt. There are a few moments, watershed moments in my life when I'm watching the Olympics, and that's the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that got me to tune in. <laughs> well, I also enjoyed when the Spice Girls arrived on top of black cabs. I don't remember that. I bet oh. you I just watched the oh my Daniel God. Craig thing. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for some Spice Girls. Yeah, they don't hurt anything. No. They no. make everything a little bit better. That's right. Um, so, this is this all seems so fast. Meaning that they're still slated for this November 2019 yes. release. And the way that they shoot movies now, it feels like they're shooting movies forever. Like, I know. Unless you're a Star Wars franchise, in which case you spend six to seven months and then a movie is out. That's correct. Now, that that very thing I was talking to Phil about, this is a concern of his, is if they do go with this Danny Boyle thing, mm-hmm. are they going to have to bump the release date? And I was thinking that they probably still wouldn't because they didn't with Spectre when they had issues and right. they're just known for cramming things in. But they he might will, be right. They'll do it fast. Yeah. And Furious. Hang oh, on. my God. Wait, Wait a, a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> and Diesel's the villain. Crossover. Uh, what would that be like? Oh, let's, that's a whole other podcast that we oh, shouldn't do. That would be ama- You haven't seen them, right? I've never seen one. This is the other thing we have to do. Guys, it's going to be a big three months for our Patreon page, which we <laughs> haven't started yet. 
But then uh, we do fasting we, and furious, where we yes, don't eat, but we yep, watch all we don't of the eat fast for and furious twelve movies. to f- no. It, God, there's eight of them now, so that'd be sixteen hours of not eating. God, we will get furious. It would have to be when the new one comes out. Which is, is there one this year? No. There's got to be. No. There isn't one every year? They're doing a spinoff one sure with um, Hobbs, uh, The Rock's character, and um, and and uh, what's his face? The, Jason Statham's character. Yeah, they know. get their spinoff. Oh, through. thank God. You know, because it's just adorable. Because The Rock's, you know, so so big, right? Yeah. And then Jason Statham, he's not so big. Okay. And yet they can both fight. I see. So it's pretty amazing. All right. Wow. That's a formula I can get behind. Well, that's about all the time I have to talk about. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week with Octopussy. Let's get back (laughs) to Danny Boyle now. What do you think this idea is? Because the rumor was, the scuttlebutt was, that Purvis and Wade had done a sort of On Her Majesty's Secret Service draft. Right. So are you in favor of that happening or getting thrown out? And what do you think this new... Could Look, do some we've been down this road this before, is. right? Yeah. We've been down the let's retread this thing before. It was a little movie called Never Say Never Again, right? Yeah. We've seen what that would be like when right. we redo a story of a James Bond franchise. So, yeah, I feel weird about a remake. As you know, confusingly, in my heart, I feel that all James Bond is always the same person. Oh, no. <laughs> it's too early in the morning So. You know, that little weirdness for me is like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if they should do that. Aren't you at all curious to see what they would do with an actual On Her Majesty's Secret Service reboot? Well, look, remake? in my mind, her I mean, her name's not Tracy. So we got that going for us. But it doesn't have to be Tracy. Right. But then I, my question to you then is like, was Daniel Craig's James Bond married to Tracy? No, we know this. We've covered this. He he deliberately and definitively has not been married to any... He's not been married unless they mention it in Daniel Craig's movies. No. End of discussion. <laughs> Matt, this is really obviously a sore spot for me. Because, I know. I mean, we've seen... It, if, but this has been I think if Roger Moore never visited Tracy's grave, this wouldn't be as big of a problem That's fine, but there was never a reset in his movies. There was a reset in Craig's movies. <laughs> okay okay done okay. done with that okay. okay now if you guys sense some uh you know tension in my voice it's because we've talked about this ad nauseum yeah and yeah. quite frankly if you want to hear more of this check out a patreon page <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're starting a sub patreon which is just on just, this topic just matt's timeline theories <laughs> so i mean look it, it i am worried about this this ramp up to production because i here's what i assume knowing a little bit about how Eon makes their movies, I feel like they've already been around the globe. They have. And picked their locations, right? And as Phil wisely points out, like Inspector, they had major script reworks, but one of the qualifications was you have to work out something where we crash into the Westminster Bridge because we've already built that. Mm. And that's that's a worrisome sort of thing when you've got to reverse engineer these plots to fit set pieces. Yeah, Because weren't they like... Uh, location scouting in Eastern Europe or yes. something already for Bond yeah. 25? Uh, I don't know if it was Eastern Europe, but I had remember reading something about them already looking at locations. So, you know, is it that hard to really cram a location into a script? No, I do it every week. So it's not like be all end all. It's like, could we set this there? Yes. Set piece, crash into a bridge, 
crazy. Yeah. If they have to do something like that, that's a little more of a wait. What? Yeah. Um, I don't think they've done that yet, though. I don't think they've started building. I don't believe so either. Hopefully not. But the one good saving grace of this is maybe Danny Boyle's idea doesn't use Blofeld, which with Christoph Waltz right. not coming back. Sign me up. Or maybe if it does, it uses it in an interesting way or something, because that was something that was going to be a little tough. Like, to get back into the old school Blofeld changes every time thing. There's no number one or number two in this, right? There's no... In um, like, in the boardroom scene, we don't have any no number identifications of people, right? I don't believe so. I would I would be interested in a number two in a in a in yeah. a specter. That's a good idea. Yeah, and it just kicked Blofeld down the yeah. road a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, still using Spectre, I'm way on board for. It's going to be interesting, though. I mean, the political climate now is so crazy. The whatever do you mean? <laughs> uh international politics is crazy right now not here we're fine everyone also send um help send help here's something else for my um theory that quantum of solace is going to age like a fine wine mm. the water crisis with south africa running out of water come on. parts of mexico are already out of water come on come on water is a commodity everybody that's why They're nestle bought all that water 10 years ahead of themselves well, I think any natural resource, if you do a movie about us running out of it, you're going to be okay. That's true. Because <laughs> we're going to run out of it. It's also kind of boring. You know, I do wonder... I got to figure, right? If they're, if we're looking at a year and a half, like, what, 18, 19 months till the next movie comes out, right? Yeah. So if we're looking at it like that, they've they, already got to have i'm just talking production side of things they've already got to have their fucking heinekens in place mm. their smirnoffs in place their aston martin their whatever their big yeah. tie-ins are going to be i'm sure omega's back on board so right for that it's it's interesting because with these movies they're not really James Bond movies, I would say, of the last 20 years or so. So, yeah, I would say last 20 years. 98. Tomorrow Never Dies forward. They feel more like commercials than they used to. Yeah, speaking of that, I obviously got it wrong last episode that when I was saying we hadn't watched, we had watched The World Is Not Enough. I meant Tomorrow Never Dies, but I think you can forgive me my confusion. <laughs> I can't. Personally, I cannot. We, of course, will be covering The World Is Not Enough. Because the linen suit that he wears in... Yeah. Well, that is a bright spot in that that film. It's not at all featured in Tomorrow Never Dies. (laughs) No, but... So, I wonder... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. they They feel like very commercial. So, I wonder how someone like Danny Boyle... Someone who's sort of seemingly autory, seemingly independent, seemingly like I would say he's a he's he's a more like when I think of Sam Mendes, I think of I think of films that are visually interesting Mm -hmm. and 
polished. Yeah, Danny Boyle's a little and more Danny gritty. Boyle, I think, is I think of as more judging by the movies I've seen and the movies you've seen, thus we've seen his entire catalog. Um, I think of them as more gritty yeah. and uh, realistic. I agree. And he's known for kind of working fast mm-hmm. and working on sm- small budgets. He's even said about a Bond film prior to this that he didn't want to do him because he's used to like $20 million films and he likes working with those constraints. But actually, the more I think about it, the more I think I'm up for this. Yeah. Yeah, especially if he's got an idea and he's got his screenwriter. His screenwriter is John Hodge. Here are his films. Shallow Grave, which I really liked. Last 10 Minutes is a short, don't know it. Train Spotting. A Lifeless Ordinary. Do you remember that movie? Vaguely. What is that? Is that like a romantic comedy? Yeah, it might be. Or a dramedy. Uh... Is that that? Oh, it's with Ewan McGregor and... um... No, and Renee Zellweger. No, you're thinking of... No, I'm thinking of... That, like, remake of 60s. Sex and the Single Girl or whatever it is. Yeah. You remember Gregor Cameron Diaz? Yeah. You, are Holly Hunter's in it? Let's see. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. That's right. Oh, I like that film. Okay. I here like we go. that. I, I, I was back from my blockbuster days. The Beach. I've never seen that, but now I think I want to watch that. that oh, the Beach is The Beach is decent. That was his follow-up to Titanic. Right. That's what he yeah. decided to do after he was the biggest star in the world. Well, probably because he just got off that boat right there in Mexico and went right to the beach and was just dazed. And Danny Boyle said, you want to shoot this in four hours and, and $40,000? Okay. The Final Curtain, The Seeker, Alien Love Triangle. That's a short. Uh, the Sweeney. No, I don't know it. Trance. Don't know it. The Sweeney, Colin Paris. Uh-huh. The Program. And T2 train spotting. T2 train spotting judgment day. Love it. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's I guess. It, he's Scottish. He's going to be out of his element, right? Writing something this big. I don't, maybe, but he's Scottish, so he's got to be steeped in the Bond lore in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'd love it if it was all in Scotland. I know, I wouldn't mind going back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, really get in there. Dig around. I, I do want to see a James Bond. No, I don't. I t- scratch that. I was going to say I'd like to see a James Bond movie that it really goes nowhere, uh, meaning location-wise, but I was like, no, that's not what I want to see. Like a bubble episode? A yeah, bottle like a episode, bottle episode. I mean, yeah. like, like, the whole <laughs> thing just... takes place in MI6. Or in an interrogation room. Uh, that sounds a little too boring for me. Yeah. At least in MI6, you can, like, have some fun interactions. Run into Robinson. Maybe he's still there. That's right. Yeah. Tanner Robinson. Um, the thing that I'm, I find now that this is to the point where like, I want news on this as much as I do the Mueller investigation. Because you got to figure this news is going to come pretty quick. They're either going to do this or not, probably within the next few weeks to a month or two. Ultimately what? It's, it's Barbara's decision, right? Yeah, I would, I would assume. Isn't Michael like, sort of like... I don't know. I don't know that, but I'm sure Daniel Craig has some say in it too, and he's probably in on this. But we still have never solved the mystery of how much Purvis and Wade are responsible for the good or the bad. So I'm I'm dying to know what their version is. I'm trying to think of how to get a hold of drafts. You're in there in the Sony office. I get know. In there, put on some night vision goggles and dress in a black turtleneck <laughs> and go in there and get it. I bet they are. Like North Korea, you hacked Sony. Right, North released Korea did Spectre. Ha- yep, yep, yep. 
I'm going to pull a Donald Trump and ask for North Korea to hack Sony again. So Please we don't. Can get, okay. Life on the lot was not fun at that okay. point in time. <laughs> I'm told uh, credit cards didn't work. We had no internet. Uh, when the writer's assistants had to send things, uh, they had to go to the Starbucks that's down the street yeah. to get on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, not a fun time. <sighs> what is this idea? I'm dying to know. What do you want it to be? I I would love the idea of... We talked about this a bit on the um, 10% of the last episode where we actually talked about From Russia With Love. Uh, <clears throat> and... I, by the way, I loved having Kevin as a guest. He was we got to have him back. Oh, he's great. He's one of my favorite uh podcasting people. He's great. But hey, I'm again, and I've said it before and I'll say it again that that Gilmore guys podcast Check was it out. a delight to do. I would love something that just gets back to basics like that. I mean, this is we're a broken record. We're saying we, are. we just we want him on a time, mission. But I felt like we got him I felt like we got that inspector. Like we sort yeah, of got but the what third we act tried to put pretended it all back. to want. Yeah. Like what we thought we want, I think. And I think because it was parceled out to us, that was our initial joy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't rewatched it since. I, I haven't seen it again since we went to the IPIC. Spectre? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Ask me how many times I've seen Octopussy since then. <laughs> how many times? Probably seven. <laughs> I know. That was not a problem for me to uh, watch this movie. For we'll we'll get into that. In I finished it this morning. Episode. I had to get up to finish it this morning. That is another one that ends a lot. It ends a bunch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, that it should definitely be, does. Oh, we're good here. We'll talk nope. about that. Oh, yeah. That. We'll talk about that. What would you like to see it be? Like, okay, let's say he does go on a mission. Yeah. What kind of mission and where? More importantly, where do you well, want this to is, go? This, this is uh, sort of what I was talking about with the state of politics at this point. It just seems to be like everyone's, everything's done with a keyboard nowadays. I know. I don't want it to reflect any current political crisis. I know they kind of do that vaguely a lot, yeah. but I like my bonds a little more timeless. Sure. I, it's so hard to let's go through it beat by beat where do you want it to be set you get two locations two major locations where do you want them personally yeah i would like to see daniel craig's james bond in las vegas oh boy i would love to see current day las vegas yes why don't you just send him to disneyland Matt. Oh, your Matt. face lit up. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but you got up on the Matt side of the bed today. Uh, this sounds uh, fantastic. Uh, well, I could save, I'm going to save Eon Productions literally $100 million right now. You ready? Yeah. The whole movie shoots in Epcot. Because it goes around the world. World Showcase. Yeah. You want to do a scene in Macau? We don't mm-hmm. have Macau. You want to do a scene in <laughs> Morocco? Oh, here's the you'd start this in London. Brilliant. You'd start London, brilliant. right? Yeah. You head back. Oh my God, we're in France. This is uh-huh. amazing. James Bond's in Paris. But again. he's he's meeting M at like their uh, London brew house or like yes, pub of at Epcot. Okay, because there's no like MI6 there. There should be a little MI6. Well, there is a room that is no longer used that used to be used for uh, Winnie the Pooh meet and greets. It's <laughs> Christopher Robin's bedroom. I think that'd be a fun M's office. Okay, or Q's uh, workshop. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, here's what you could do. You could hit Canada, London, 
You could hit Canada, England, France, Italy, Japan, uh, America, China, uh, Morocco. Okay. But let's talk. Mexico. Let's talk seriously, man. I can't entertain You can't this entertain this idea that, that it would be amazing? It's brilliant. Oh, I'm not saying we... Matt, I'm not... You're, you're misunderstanding me. Yeah. The movie doesn't take place at Epcot. We just use the sets. <laughs> so a bunch of restaurants. <laughs> every every a country. bunch of restaurants. A small scale Eiffel Tower. You mentioned Canada. Bond has never gone to Canada. Montreal. Oh yeah. man, Montreal would be great. What about some like French Canadian podcast turned away from you now? You are. You're not even looking at me. <laughs> a French Canadian villain sounds great. A, a, an apologetic villain. <laughs> Like Bond's villains are always very polite and hosp- hospitable to him. Yes, this would be like overkill. next level. Maybe that's his weapon: is overkill of politeness. He's so nice. He's not been to Australia, South America, or Canada. Are the major places he's never been in the films. I mean, I could see some fucking like a great chase through Sydney Harbor. Yeah, that bridge. Yeah. Oh man, I hope they don't build that bridge. Sliding on the top of the um, opera house there beautiful i love it i'd like canada because i know we got snow inspector but they didn't really use it for anything i want to see bond ski you or want something. skiing yeah that's what you want yeah and you think the best place for him to do so would be in well, canada no i think it would be the alps but that's where they were last time right, right. where they were yeah yeah but if you're gonna go to canada why not yeah i'd like to see him in egypt again yeah that'd be interesting okay. i think yeah um New York would be interesting again. Modern day Manhattan. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? That's hard to imagine. It is? But, I mean, man, if they shut down those streets and you got a car chase going on Manhattan. They'd do it for a bond. Fucking awesome. Yeah. That would be good. Wow. I don't know, though. I mean, I just feel like he... What does he, what do you think Daniel Craig wants out of this? What do you, meaning like what do you think he wants for his James Bond? Do you think he's like asking them to kill him? No, I don't think he is anything that concrete. I think he wants another Skyfall probably because that seemed to be the movie that he was most satisfied with. Mm-hmm. I'd love another Casino Royale, especially like thematically bookending it in that sense. That's why that's one reason why Honor Majesty's Secret Service, if done right, would be like a really good swan song but not ending with tracy's death maybe that comes kind of at the beginning like we talked about right. and then the rest is a revenge mission f- and maybe sanctioned by m like it really is a mission to get blofeld and that ends his what's a what's a five you know what th- five movie series you might be onto something Quint- with that trilogy because well police academy until six came out um so no, i'm not trying to think of an example what's the name for it Qu- uh, it would be a penta pentology pentology um but what you're saying here though yeah if you kill her in the first act uh-huh i like this i this like this a lot what they considered because for diamonds becomes, are forever originally for my in my brain what the movie then becomes is taken with james bond the movie taken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, James Bond on a revenge mission, we've seen little glimpses of it. Yeah. But we've never had a full-blown... Well, License to Kill is sort of that way. 
Hmm. Oh, that's true. He is going after... I don't know, though, because that one... He's doing a little too much James Bond in that. Yeah. In that... In those in that middle act, yeah, where he's trying to ingratiate himself yeah. and like, but I like that. I want him just to be brutally angry, man. On let fire. me ask you this: Do you think Danny Boyle came to them as kind of like very familiar with the Daniel Craig timeline, saying like, "I have an idea that responds to the prior movies," or he came to them and said, "I have an idea for a Bond film. Let's just do this." And of course, Daniel Craig's our man. Do you think it's independent of those films, or do you think it I do really think fits so. in? Yeah, I, I, I would so. imagine, too, he's kind of got some something... Danny Boyle strikes me as someone who is painfully aware of the legacy. So of, you do think he, it Bond. would respond to the prior movies? No, I think he's just aware of like the overarching legacy yeah. of James Bond, the, you know, the 24 movies that we've had, and, and sort of that thematic thing. And I don't... The whole build-out of the cinematic universe of James Bond and connecting every movie, I think, was the biggest mistake they've made, storytelling-wise, in the entire franchise. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't age well. It didn't bother me when I first saw it, but that and the brother thing is too much for I one I mean, it's movie. just... Because it, 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 you're just taking... You're sort of just taking everybody's problem with Skyfall... With um, all with the, the oh, I wanted to get cut. All the Here's aligning. my plan. Yeah, uh, you're just sort of taking that and like blowing it up. Yeah, into this into this now complete crazy arc. Like because if Silva wanted to get caught and so on and so forth, we've talked about that at nausea. But like if that was really the case, you have that train coming through. There's so many like. Wait, what? How did he figure that out? But you suspend disbelief for the movie. But like to then like say, well, actually, even that was a part of his half his stepbrother's plan to just keep needling his stepbrother. Right. Like, yeah. What is he doing? I know. Like, literally, you're it, at the end of that movie. You're just like, so you just have been jealous of the fact that your father enjoyed skiing with me. Yeah. So now what you did was, throughout my life, you have just been needling me. It also really diminishes Silva's character because his whole purpose in Skyfall was kind of an ideological, like, I need to get back at him kind of thing. Yes. But this implies, like... It was still Blofeld's idea, like to go. I want you to go get revenge on him and stuff. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right for Silva to be um, subservient to Blofeld. Like he's too much of a rogue. Or know? was it that Blofeld allowed it to happen? But yeah, I, you could justify it that way. But when you think of it again, like those last two Craig films, when you think about them, even like twice, they don't hold up structurally. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, because, like, these John Hodge films, they're, some of them are sort of plot-based, like Shallow Grave, but they're, they're better character pieces, like, they're, which I think is good, too. Like, the train spotting, especially, it's adapted from the novel, but it's very different from the novel, so mm. he's got his own chops. In yeah. fact, the novel isn't even that structured, it's just kind of, like, almost vignettes in many ways, but the film itself 
really has a linear story while at the same time it's all about the character and i always think that the in daniel craig's era especially the character stuff has really been the best so i'm less concerned about the plot and more about like that's what where skyfall really shines is the dialogue and the character stuff yeah and um so maybe they'll just keep the plot really simple it's it'd be nice to have a simple bond movie again well i guess more that's i guess what i'm looking for more than a bottle episode of james bond i guess <laughs> is really just something simple but you know you want a clip show where they sit on the couch and go remember that time hey do you remember when i got married to tracy bond and then he winks right at the camera and do you remember when i shot a shark bullet into this one fella <laughs> um you know that was the fun thing of that golden eye video game that golden eye six that not not the 64 version but when they remastered golden eye yeah oh, i'm sorry it wasn't called golden eye the legends one? legends yeah because it threw daniel craig into all of those movies oh here he goes again um, guys, uh, it's patreon.com forward slash James Bonding, probably. <laughs> anyway, we don't have any definitive answers. We're just sort of musing No, we're speculating. That's what yeah. we're doing. We're sitting around, we're talking to our friends, you, the audience, and we're just sort of going like, well, what do you think? And what are you speculating? What do you think is going to happen? Do you have any predictions? Do you have any, um, Tell inside in information? Yeah. Don't forget to give us a like and hit that subscribe button. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Any business we got to cover, the knickknack Tabasco shirts are close to Very being close. ready. We've seen the final design. Ibrahim Mustafa uh, knocked it out of the again. park. Uh, I would like to bring up one thing regarding Mr. Daniel Craig. His Aston Martin is going up for auction. So That's if you'd right. like to buy Daniel Craig's uh, Aston Martin DB11, then. You have your chance. It's estimated to go between four hundred and six hundred thousand dollars. I also find it odd, by the way, and I think did you and I discuss this? That Daniel Craig, who occasionally seems to have problems with um being James Bond, uh-huh. uh would drive around in an Aston Martin. He did? <laughs> yeah. Do you he, think he really drove yeah, it? Yeah, that was his car. Wow. Uh Anyway, the Daily Mail is uh, sending, uh, put a story out about his appearance at the BAFTAs. Uh, the BAFTAs, I just BAFTAs, said. BAFTAs, wow. Very English. Very un BAFTA. New Englandy of me. Uh, and the headline is Double Overtired. James Bond star Daniel Craig, 49, leaves fans baffled with shockingly waxy older appearance at the BAFTAs. Is there a picture? There sure is, my friend. He just looks mm. like he's got a little water weight on him. Yeah, but, you know, he's entitled. Quite what frankly. Does he look like, I mean, oh, this is gonna, there's, it's like Steve McQueen and Spencer Tracy got together a little bit. Well, quite frankly, but it's a great combo. Also, he'll have no problem getting back in shape. And more so, I am not one to talk. I would still be happy to look like that. Are you kidding me? I would die to look like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot's happening. We're very excited about it. There's going to be more and more news as time goes on. And uh, you know where to come to get your news. That's right. Well, mostly follow Phil on Twitter. Yeah, really. You do yourself a favor. Uh, uh, I've also got something coming out that is Bond-related. It's a piece of visual 
work. So watch my uh, Instagram and Twitter places. In yeah, the next Matt's week been working or so. on something that is uh, Here. quite frankly beautiful. Do you want to see the finish? Don't say anything. It's I will. I will look at the finish because, quite frankly, I'm here and they're not. Matt, that's fucking beautiful. Thank you, my friend. That is beautiful. It combines two things that, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love. Oh my god, it's really terrific. It's fantastic. You're all gonna be very excited about it. Uh, proceeds for uh, this print uh, will go to me. <laughs> So that's it. Uh, this is a shorter episode, but a, but a goodie. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's news. You got news. We got news. Follow Phil. Get real news. Can you? Can, do you think next in between episode we can actually get to a movie? Is it time? Yeah, I think it is. We time. should start with Casino Royale '67. You think so? You don't think? I mean, that's that's the one. Yeah, I suppose that's the big natural bond course. we haven't covered, and we'll get Maurice back here. And that doesn't. Um, that doesn't have to be done in the regular Bond other weeks, right? Oh, like we could fit it in for a... I just feel like because it's a James Bond movie. That's a good question. Because it's the character James Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not picking that for my next movie. No, uh, no one is. That's why I... It'll be last. I know. We'll talk about that. We'll figure it out. All right. Guys, lots coming. Uh, thank you so much. Please uh, remember that James Bonding will return. After these messages. Well, no. What? With Octopussy. Yes. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.